Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Coming up on today's wrestling news, Cody Rhodes reveals a horror injury at Hell in a Cell. When you can expect Brian Danielson to return from injury. A WWE legend reveals that Vince McMahon once berated Bray Wyatt. And the identity of a new NXT 2.0 character has been revealed. I'm Adam Wilborn. I'm Michael Hamflet. And this... Is the news. So let's dive in with the story that is dominating the headlines today. The immediate fallout, of course, from Hell in a Cell and that main event match between Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes's torn pectoral muscle. Um, they reported on it throughout the show, the kickoff during the premium live event. And then we saw the extent of Cody's injury at Hell in a Cell. Um, they said that he'd Partially torn it in the brawl on the go-home episode of Raw ahead of Hell in a Cell. And then whilst doing, I think, weight training on Friday ahead of the show, he'd completely torn the pectoral muscle off the bone. Uh, after Hell in a Cell went off the air, by the way, uh, Cody Rhodes took to the mic and said he's going to discuss his injury more tomorrow, or I suppose tonight, on Monday Night Raw, and said basically as well that no one had forced him to go out and to perform. He made the decision to, to gut it out. And what a gutsy performance it was, Hamflet. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, him like trying to get across early doors that he was the one responsible for going out, I think is going to generate more conversation on whether or not he should have had the choice in the first place. Wrestlers strapping it up and going to work is a, an attitude that feels a little bit archaic in today's uh, landscape of wrestlers looking after themselves more. And there might be some investigation into that. In the short term, all we can kind of do is assess the actual performance, which was truly remarkable. Cody made... A moment here. He made a night for himself from the moment he peeled that jacket off to reveal oh. the sheer extent. What first appeared like a small bruise suddenly enveloped one half of the side of his body in just something that immediately made for an entirely different main event than the one we were already mm. expecting. I don't know how much of it was was a work in terms of how much was done in the brawl and in the gym and all that sort of stuff. I guess that doesn't really matter. An injury is an injury is an injury. But yeah, um, what he's been really smart in doing is producing something truly remarkable that will generate all the conversation and all the discourse and yet teasing something that people are going to want a little bit more of on Monday Night Raw. 
work is going to work, and there aren't many better at that than Cody right now. No, exactly. Cannot wait to see what happens next with him. There's a Twitter question about what we think he should do next as well. No reports as yet as to how long he may well be out of action for. Uh, but yeah, a, a sensational main event on the premium live event for Hell in a Cell. Really enjoyable Cell match. Table spots, a cowbell getting involved, the weight belt, and then in the end, uh, Cody Rhodes emerging victorious. 3-0 and in the trilogy against Seth Rollins, and yet still one of the best trilogies in recent memory in terms of WWE, in my opinion. If you want to know our thoughts on the whole show, uh, you can check out what went down. Simon Miller's going to be here later on today with ups and downs, and you can hear our sort of long-form review of it on our podcast, What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. But it is a... Um, a major time for, for big injuries, of course. CM Punk uh, announcing his injury on AEW Rampage. And Brian Danielson, uh, it was reported over the weekend, uh, missed a uh, meet and greet with an undisclosed injury that was supposed to go down. And now there's been an update on that from Brian Alvarez of Figure Four Online, uh, pointing out the fact that Brian Danielson is expected to recover from the injury in a short time frame, one to two weeks. It's nothing serious. Uh, apparently, the injury was suffered during the anarchy in the arena match at last weekend's AEW Nothing pay-per-view, um, which, considering all the stuff going on with Punk and like Scorpio Sky and Cole and, and lots of people are seemingly injured right now, big stars for AEW, mm. this the, the report that he could well be back within a fortnight will be a major relief for AEW. Yeah, certainly. You don't really like to be reporting on these stories of the injury bug biting quite so hard now with Cody across all of wrestling, let alone just AEW. It's the unpleasant reality of the industry, and when you get so many in a row, it brings in, a, to be honest, a focus that's probably too sharp for all of us. It becomes uncomfortable to realise just the dangers, the day-to-day -day dangers mm. of such an incredible industry and all these wrestlers that we love to watch. Uh, so it's kind of nice, it's not nice to have somebody getting injured, it's nice to hear that the prognosis is a little bit better for a Brian mm -hmm. here than it is only going to be one, two weeks. And if nothing else, if it's nothing too serious, that he's having a couple of weeks to just rest it and work it off and hopefully come back fully fit. That was brutal, brutal stuff, uh, Anarchy in the Arena the other week. And if that is mostly the extent of the injuries you know, beyond cuts and bruises and the bumps that wrestlers put up with that we would we would talk about for years and years <laughs> and years on ends that wrestlers think, yeah, that was just a scratch. I'm going to work. It's another night, 24 hours later. If that's the extent of it, is Brian taking a couple of weeks off. I think we can all be quite grateful that nine other people got out there unscathed from, from quite a remarkable <laughs> I saw Danny Magic's way. head. He wasn't that unscathed. Oh, there's plenty of scathes, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, um, in light of all of the other injuries and indeed just that match, uh, we'll take one to two weeks, bizarrely, something of a positive. Yeah, it could be worse. I mean, Eddie Kingston could have set him on fire. So. <laughs> well, indeed, yeah. yeah. Small mercies. But yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting as well to see what happens going forward with this battle royal thing mm -hmm. face Moxley yeah. to face Tanahashi or Goat uh, who knows what's going to happen next mm. with this interim world title Big we will week. keep you up to date as and when we get more information on that uh, sort of sticking with AEW an AEW star talking about his time in WWE now Matt Hardy on his the extreme life of Matt Hardy podcast which is one of the best podcasts out there that isn't ours uh, talked about his experience of Vince McMahon uh, reaming into Bray Wyatt berating him basically after a tag team match, Matt said um, that he said, Bray, why didn't you do that spider walk? What's wrong with you? You're not in shape. Can you not do it anymore? He really laid into him and then he said, you're not even playing the gimmick. 
It was just like reaming Windham out. He later on continued, Windham, Ray Wyatt, uh, has always had a very strange relationship with Vince McMahon. Very strange. Like, I almost felt like Vince looked to him like a son in some ways. When he would do things that he liked, he would love him, and he would really give him everything that he possibly could give him. An interesting peek behind the curtain here from Matt Hardy. Yeah, now of course not that I want to question the source, not least because I guess in this case it's Matt Hardy and theoretically it's from the horse's mouth. But you've got to remember these words from Vince's mouth, so for all we know he might have just been going I don't know how Matt Hardy managed it. It's only going back three or four years. Yeah, like how he deciphered something so clear to be able to give that quote. Like maybe Matt Hardy really does have the magic powers that broken Matt espouses to be able to decode that from Vince's promos that he was cutting backstage. But assuming that he did hear those in words. It's just another sort of slightly sad, to me anyway, this like scans as another slightly, slightly sad story of the way in which Vincent Manns believe, believes that like his style of man management works and his man management motivates. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe there's a reason why for the longest time Bray Wyatt just wasn't really feeling himself in WWE and the Fiend um, reinvention was something that was so necessary for him, even if they did far more to botch that than he ever could. You know, like it's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like to think of talent. We know that they work, walk on eggshells. We know that job security is non-existent and that's the way that Vince McMahon likes it. We know that Vince McMahon, with a talking to from other executives, can sack his own children if he can't be bothered to get, like, to sort of find roles or get the best out of them anymore. And I don't know, like, this is one of them industry tales and sometimes we look back and there's that wacky Vince, but this, you know, this can be related to him jumping off the balcony and being like, he's so old and yet he jumps off the balcony because he creates this idea that, well, just got to do the thing the mad old man wants. I don't know. I don't know if all this is a little bit dated and archaic now. This once would have been... The, the era that The Undertaker still loves is still bring no guns and nav backstage. <laughs> like, when The Undertaker says it, I think we're all quite glad it's passé. I actually think this is another example of that. It's just coated in that, hey, Vince gonna Vince. It, isn't it crazy backstage? I don't think those two worlds are that far apart. No, and uh, I'm not surprised whatsoever that his main take was like, where's Firefly. <laughs> not like, you know, well, well, how well the work match was. He's well, like, why aren't you doing the spider thing? Do the spider thing in every goddamn match. Well, what's great about that as well is that we know that when Vince first saw Razor Ramon, he hadn't seen Scarface, so we just thought, great, amazing original character that's completely brand new. Like, is this thing about the spider war? Yeah. Like, they should put that in a goddamn movie, pal. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like that apron that you wear. Uh, that chainsaw you got with that leather face. I love it. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. All right, let's conclude by talking about a new character in NXT. Um, You may have seen some vignettes for Giovanni Vinci, uh, who is a new superstar who's going to bring style, class, and athleticism to the brand. A great bit of reporting here from Fightful Selects. No crap, just Sap. Sean Ross Sap of Fightful, of course. Um, It is going to be, unsurprisingly, some people may have already guessed this, Fabian Eichner, formerly of Imperium. The other two of them are now on SmackDown, and uh, I believe Gunther's got a title shot, in fact, on SmackDown. This coming week. Uh, but it is going to be Fabian Eichner who has transitioned into this role. Whilst Marcel Bartel has now become Ludwig Kaiser uh, and Walter Gunther. You know that sort of thing. But apparently Fightful realised it is going to be um, uh, Eichner playing uh, Giovanni Vinci. Uh, because he's wearing the same watch in the vignettes that he wore for an interview with them in April. Wow. Which is genius. I appreciate that work. You've got to respect that hustle. We were sort of concerned. We, we sort of speculated on previously mm. on our on our NXT podcast as to whether this was going to be the case. Yeah. Now, no word is whether it's going to be a full character change or just sort of additions to someone. Mm. But we've always said, or certainly for a while we've said, what talent he has in between yeah. the ropes. And it's going to be interesting to see, as a single star, what he's able to do on 2.0. Yeah, in 2.0 now, for those that don't watch it, and we know there are many of you out there, the job is kind of, often when you're a wrestler, the job is to kind of hide that you're a great wrestler while you do your best with their very laid-on-thick gimmick. That's the the throwback nature of the, I guess, the uh, the wrestling show that doubles as a developmental brand. They want you to develop as a wrestler, but you're going to do it by playing a completely outlandish cartoon character. I would say at this point... That applies to the majority of the roster, the rather yeah. minority. What started as maybe a 60-40 split in favour of some of the old NXT favourites that you remembered from Triple H's last run has now flipped, I would to say, about 80-20. Just look at the way they introduced people to the women's breakout tournament. Well, indeed. I'm going to bring business to it. Yeah. I'm a power lifter. Or... Gimmick first. No one thing about them. You know, like, gimmicks sell T-shirts, characters sell tickets, and they don't care about that. They will just say, this is their occupation. This is their singular characteristic. Well, how do you fold that in storylines? Don't care, but he's a mafia guy. You know, that's just their policy. Sorry to pick on your boy, Tony D'Angelo, but it's just, it's another case of that. His job now, having watched Imperium become kind of elite tier super workers, Mm -hmm. oddly, as tag team champions, his role will now be to try and wrestle underneath the caricature. But unfortunately, that's his lot on two point mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the way of the show at present. Exactly, but he's so so talented. He's so good. He he's really so has good. burst yeah. onto the scene. Not recently, but I think my eyes have just been open to him a lot more in recent weeks, months, and, and years, as we thought Imperium were kind of the 
boring straight lace ones for a while, and then he'd come out with some insane power moves. Yeah. So. Uh, right, let's move on to your Twitter questions. At what culture WWE, of course, you want to get in touch with us. First question taken from Brandon, who says, legit question, what could possibly be next for Cody Rhodes that isn't a title shot against Roman Reigns? That match was amazing. You're not wrong, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, speculation uh, on our live stream was saying maybe a pectoral injury is three months, six months, who knows, maybe even nine months. Maybe it's a return at the Royal Rumble, maybe it's a return after the SummerSlam. We don't know. We'll keep you up to date with that. But for argument's sake, whenever it does happen, if it's not a title match next against Roman Reigns, how on earth do you follow that amazing trilogy of matches with Seth Rollins? Heel turn. Assistant to Adam Pearce. <laughs> Gotta be. Gotta be. If he can't work, you get him in one of them authority roles. He's done that in AEW now. But no, I'm of course I'm joking, of course I'm being flippant. Yeah, fingers crossed this is like, I say fingers crossed is a short-term thing. I know there's already that sort of, you can feel the low-lying buzz around. Well, if he's gone, it just makes you love him more and then he's back in time yeah, for yeah, the yeah. Rumble. So there's, there's wins to be taken from the losses. I hope he's not hurt. I've loved having Cody Rhodes around. I would like to see um, Cody in this odd quest that he's got to test himself, right? To make himself, he believes himself to be the greatest wrestler in the world right now. And in doing so, is wanting to prove himself in all forms of wrestling and mm -hmm. indeed sports entertainment. Cody Rhodes versus Omos. His next thing wow. to do is to like, he's pushed himself to have this great trilogy, this all time. What does WWE do that is always rubbish? It repeats matches, it runs them back. And he's done it and it's been fantastic. Yes. Right? What does WWE do that just makes you kind of like, feel nothing for everybody is have non-finishes on TV and just have these matches that have a relatively low consequence and he's made those feel more elevated mm -hmm. with the Cody countdown and with just having his promos on television and all that sort of stuff like let's watch him be a giant killer let's watch him try and do something with Bobby Lashley has had a serviceable run of matches with the guy but we know how limited Omos is yeah. let's have Omos absolutely batter Cody and see Cody work from underneath and give the comparison I would use is the John Cena Great Carly feud People have very fond memories of That's those really matches. Point, yeah. As Cena was evolving into this guy that really could carry WWE on its back, he carried something almost as big and lumbering and cumbersome, <laughs> which was a great Carly on his. And I love the guy, but like that match was something else than what you were ever bound to expect from a great Carly. There are a lot of um, there are a lot of kind of milk toast generic things that you can do with Cody. I would put that on the complete opposite end of the scale. And I, at this point, I kind of want to watch just to see what he can do, like. I want him to be in Money in the Bank, even with his peck hanging off, if he's safe to do so. Because what a story he'll tell. If he's fit enough to do it and he's got, and they injure, somebody in the match injures his good arm and he has to do the, uh, where he can barely get his hand above his head with this peck. Like, play with that. But yeah, something as wild and as out there as Omos, I think Cody would relish the opportunity to try. Look, like, talk about, like, big guys. Like, he went, him and, like, Shaq went careering through that table on Dynamite. Like replicating like big guy spots like that all day. I didn't, I didn't anticipate you saying that. But <laughs> I'm kind of on board with it now. You have. Uh, Christos Domini gives us our second question of the day, and nothing but love to AEW and Thunder Rosa. They write, uh, but should AEW consider unifying the TBS and women's titles? Right now, Cargill feels like the bigger deal, and the TBS Championship has consistent storytelling and TV time. Yeah, of course, we reported. Uh, I want to say over the weekend. It's been a four-day weekend here in the UK, so I'm not exactly mm. sure when this went. And I believe it was Thursday, because yeah. that's when I went to watch Top Gun Maverick and missed all of this, basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we had an exclusive story about Thunder Rosa not being happy about not being featured on Dynamite. Quite rightly so, in my opinion. Mm. But is the solution unifying the titles? I don't think so. I get it. I do get the call for it. There is a current problem with uh, how much TV time is being allotted to women, and indeed the quality of that TV time when they are getting it. The problem is, 
uh, unifying those titles is a compromise that works against the women rather than for them. You suddenly create less avenues of success for them just because you're trying to uh, fix a problem. You shouldn't be fixing that problem by cutting off routes to their yeah. future success. If anything, you should be taking time away from the male mid-card, taking time away from things that aren't like flying so high in the men's division and allotting it to women instead. More is always more in wrestling anyway, but very literally in the case of AEW, it's certainly something that until you, until you offer more TV time, you can't see what they can do with it. Jade Cargill has been a success story in her own right because she has been allotted time to get yes. there. Very much the time that Thunder Rosa is not getting and indeed other women's programmes before them. Uh, Thunder Rosa is so talented, like put her in yeah. there with almost anyone. It's, I'm not advocating for more belts. I think at this point it would be an overreach to suggest that you, say, have... Uh, you know, like women's trios, women's tag belts, in the same way that they're pitching more belts for men. Certainly don't need any more women's tag belts anywhere. Definitely not right now. But the two that we have should be... Jay Cargill's is where they're at because she's been given more TV time. Thunder Rosa should be at that level. Yeah. Only by giving them more do you get more. Just put them on... Like, like, I get when they started, maybe they had a... It was without doubt that the men's division was a lot stronger and, mm -hmm. and more in-depth than the women's division. But like, look who they've just signed recently. Yeah. Got, you know, Athena now here as well, off the back of Double or Nothing. Rosa's comment was along the lines of it, it was as if the Serena Deeb match didn't happen. Yeah. Now, regardless, and that was one of the best matches on the show. Yeah, regardless of the motivation for, obviously, Hermes Dynamite, the story did come out that she had COVID, but this was something very different to that. This was an exacerbation of issues, regardless of having COVID or otherwise, and things that she'd felt before uh, Double or Nothing. She was right. That, may, that match may as well have not existed. There were far bigger issues on the agenda on that post-double uh, post or nothing dynamite, and the women's title deserved far more than just to be completely ignored. Exactly, and it was barely mentioned in the flipping build either. It was yeah. very frustrating. Mm. Uh, final question today, uh, related to something you just mentioned there, comes from James, a.k.a. Chunk, who says, with the MJF storyline, I stand with MJF, uh, is it chance to make Wardlow the interim champion have MJF take the belt off him for Punk to then return and face MJF similarly to how he faced Cena. I mean, yeah, if you want it, it's all better off, really. The, I'd say the only safe bet at the moment, and I could be humiliated by this taking as little as 48 hours, is that it's probably not going to be John Moxley. I have, my gut feeling is that, as much as I would actually pick him, uh, you wouldn't have him in the match to face somebody else when the solution is right there if you want him to hold the belt. If you wanted to do Moxley versus Hanahashi, the match already existed for you and you could have just done it and you could have put the belt on him. That tells me that it's the winner of the Battle Royal and the winner of the Battle Royal feels more likely than Tanahashi or Goto to win the belt on the night at Forbidden Door. Maybe not, maybe it's going to be Tanahashi or indeed Goto. But yeah, <laughs> um, Wardlow, at the moment, everybody is thrown in the pitch, including, by the way, the AEW wrestlers themselves on <laughs> yeah. Twitter about how exactly they get entry in the Battle Royal. I, I said this to you, you might have been like, just in the office, but I wonder if Hangman Page is looking at the match graphic against David Finley and be like, uh, boss, can I uh, do the Battle Royal instead? <laughs> yeah. And just having Tony Khan be like, nah, man, we really need the uh, David Finley singles match. We promised it, we've got to give the people what they want. I don't think they want that. Like, it's every wrestler is up for grabs if you and you want to just book them that way at the moment. There is no wrong answer to this problem until I guess we're shown the Battle Royal field. Mm. I'd happily watch MJF versus CM Punk once more, especially considering MJF yeah. won that feud 2-1. Oh yeah, you kept the numbers on that, didn't you? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think I've got, I think I've got that right. Yeah. Uh, right, let's move on to today's ad finally, and just to echo, once again, as always, Mark, Mark, Mark Matt Cardona's comments 
on Twitter. Uh, not flipping off GCW fans for once, although that has been happening a lot over the weekend. Uh, he just tweeted a few hours back, I guess all of wrestling's top guys are injured. Best wishes and get well soon to my fellow injured top guys. <laughs> like you mentioned there, a spate of injuries yeah. across, well, as you've mentioned, WWE, AEW and GCW and, and, and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, a rubbish time. You never want that. Uh, you never wish that on anyone, whether you're your favourite wrestler or least favourite wrestler. Uh, just a message to everyone out there, uh, whether they've been injured recently or like Big E, uh, they've been injured for quite yeah. some time to, uh, types, quite some time too. Wish everyone well in their recovery and hope to see them back in the wrestling ring soon. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of get well soon. You're all incredible for doing it in the first place. Uh, this shouldn't be part of your job that it is is sad enough so yeah get well seen everybody I wouldn't come into work if I had a hangnail so fair play to a lot of them I never ever ever want to fall on my back full stop they do it a hundred times a night madness superhumans a lot of them get well seen guys can't wait to see you all back in a wrestling ring Uh, let us know your thoughts on that and all of today's news stories in the comments section below don't forget to like share and subscribe and subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts as I mentioned me and Hamlet have already reviewed Hell in a Cell uh, we're also going to be looking ahead to Monday Night Raw with a Raw preview a little bit later on today too. Uh, but for now, this has been the Wrestling News. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.